Hey folks, Mark Scroggins from Scroggins Law Group back for another edition of the Reclamation Transformation. And today I am very pleased to have a former client and someone who has become a friend, DeAndrea <laughs> Robinson. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm great. How about yourself? I am great. Thank you so much. Awesome. And thanks for doing this. So uh, I'm super excited about having DeAndrea here because, <laughs> man, when we got together on your matter, you had a shit ton of life happening. Yes. And so, not to mention all the different hats you wear, aside from being a normal employee, so to speak, right. the number of different businesses you have yes. and all of that and all of the life issues that you have overcome I've been blessed enough to be able to sit there and watch some of it happen over the past few years. Right. But it's crazy to me, you know, because there is uh, we had a little discussion beforehand about, you know, God doesn't give us more than what we can handle. Correct. Although sometimes I get to the point where I'm thinking <laughs> I'm hitting the breaking point, so I'm not really sure how much more I've got or how much you think I've got. Yeah. But it's getting tight. Yeah. There. Just want to lay down. Yeah. Take exactly. a break. <laughs> so, um one of the things I wanted to start with is all the different hats that you are wearing. And so the people can get to know you right. a little bit and the different businesses that you're involved in and uh, learn a little bit about you. Oh, wow. Okay. So where do I start? Let's see. I am a project manager for the healthcare companies. Mm -hmm. um, I have my CSM, which is a certified scrum master. I have my POPM, which is a product owner, product manager. Um, I have real estate that I've invested in in Georgia. I have a real estate company or re realty company. I have to be very careful about how I phrase it. Right. Um, right now we're working on corporate leasing. Um, my hair salon is another one. I stopped for a while, definitely to give my children more time, but then turned back around, partnered up with somebody. And so now we're working on building the brand over off of Preston and the toll road, the George Bush Turnpike. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then, of course, a lot of people come to me and ask me for, how do I start my business? How do I do this? How do I do that? So I think I, think I might add business consultation to that as well. No doubt. And um, just a lot of opportunities just coming my way right now and just kind of connecting people so that they can get, you know, get their projects off the ground. And with having that project, project management background, um, definitely write up a project plan, which turns into a full-blown business plan when it's all said and done. So, yeah. Man, well, if anybody's going to have that, uh, you know, good karma out there and karma coming back around, <laughs> it should so. be you. I hope so. I pray for it. Yeah. I pray for it. Well, where I wanted to start was really talking a little bit about our relationship and so how we met. And <laughs> so if you don't mind telling the folks how, how we met and... Okay. Uh, and then I'll just ask you a couple things. So let's see. We obviously met. My husband passed away in a car accident randomly. And um, I, he had two children when we first got married. I had my daughter. His two when we got married were one and two. And uh, when he passed away, they happened to be at their aunt's house that weekend. And she decided to try to hold on to them a little bit longer than what she should have. And she finally brought them home when we had the funeral. She asked to, you know, kind of get them away from all that was going on. And she would bring them back home and then decided not to bring them back home. Oh. And uh, that was that was right after we buried him. So um, 
And to be clear, that was not Archie was your husband. Archie was my husband, uh, correct. Not not his sister, no. but his the mother to his children's aunt. Correct. And of course, you know, their mother passed away from right. breast cancer two years prior to him right. passing away. Right. So it was a bit Sad much. Story. Yeah, it was a bit much. Um, so yeah, she decided to not bring them back home and to file for full custody of my babies that have been with me at that time for two years. So that wasn't going to work. Right. So my immediate response was to find an attorney to file the paperwork. And then I got one attorney and then I was like, no, I need the best of the best. These are my children. So I started doing research, um, came across your name. I researched you on Google, looked at your reviews, researched you on Super Lawyer, looked there, looked at LinkedIn, looked there, and then went to Collin County Records and pulled your information from there as well. And I need to see how many wins you had. And then I called you. Well, and how, uh, let me ask you, um, how things work out? <laughs> well, you, you mean, and we'll just leave it at that. So, right. Yeah. Huh. That, was a, that was a positive laugh, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, you know, so one of the, one of the questions I get, um, because, you know, we're not, well, I've discussed with you the reason that I created Scroggins Law Group was really to create a concierge practice that's right. practicing really high-end, high uh, high conflict right. divorce. If everybody's holding hand and singing kumbaya, <laughs> you don't need us. Correct. It's throwing good money after bad to do that. <laughs> um, but if you've got something that is, you know, bet the business, so to speak, right. or, you know, your kids are, are at stake, which is what bet the business is to me right. in a family law proceeding, um, you know, then you need to hire appropriately. So how do you know a divorce lawyer is good when you're making that decision who to hire? So, um, definitely the reviews on Google. Mm -hmm. I seen those. I said, okay. Then super lawyer, you came up and I seen that. I said, okay, LinkedIn. And then I started counting your wins in these cases. And I said, okay. And then I have a really good friend who's also an attorney and I ran her, your name past her. And she was like, phenomenal lawyer. Phenomenal. Okay. That's who I'm going with. So when she co-signed you, it was over after that and then I walked in your office and seen like the super lawyer of the year and you know all your top lawyers for the year and I was like I'm in the right place I'm in the right place so yeah thank you I am uh, I'm really glad things Absolutely. went so well and uh, um, but more importantly the manner in which you have come out of this because hmm. you know when I told you that I'd rebranded re uh, our uh, our podcast here and wanted to, you know, and calling it the reclamation transformation. That's something that's really near and dear to my heart because mm -hmm. it's been, um, it's all about a spiritual journey for me. So, <laughs> you know, for me, that is in the world of recovery. Right. right? And so it was super important for me to, <laughs> to find that spiritual connection and Absolutely. be able to maintain it to keep from just losing my shit, frankly. And <laughs> and I don't mean physically, although that would have happened too, mm -hmm. um, but you know, mentally and everything. And so that spiritual connection is so important to me. And I know you Absolutely. and I know your story and good Lord, man, you have had <laughs> a ton of crap uh, heaped upon you, but the way that you have just, it makes me think of the story of the Phoenix, you know, just rising from the ashes and what you have done. So I'd like to, I want to I'll get into that, that a little yeah. bit. Well, and I mean, it's, 
every time we talk, mm-hmm. you know, which might go a few months, yeah. uh, but it's you've always got something else that's going on and you always have a positive outlook. And so, you know, when we got a chance to talk about, you know, what's your spiritual life look like yeah. or, or religion or whatever you were into, what do you rely on? <laughs> what has been able to work for you? And has it been, you know, something that has evolved over over time? So um, when I first started going through everything, yeah. I was meditating for like two or three hours straight. I, I for a very long time, I just meditated for two and three hours. Wow. And then I got a therapist and she was like, whoa, that's way too long. You're almost sleeping in your meditation. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So then I started writing, mm-hmm. um, started working out like crazy. Right. Um, and when I say like crazy, I mean two a days yeah. just to get the energy off. Um, boxing was another thing. I was beating the hell out of a boxing bag. I bet. Um, like almost demolishing it. Right. Um, but now it's more or less I'm up at like four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I literally lay there and meditate for 30 minutes. I write to myself first thing in the morning. Yep. I work out and then I immediately get online. Um, right now I'm studying e-commerce so I can mm-hmm. show my girls how to do e-commerce at their age. Right. Right. And that's what I do right now. I work. I go straight into working, but I also make time for them. I get up. I get them ready. I make ginger shots for them in the morning. I keep our <laughs> I keep our bodies right because this stuff that's floating around is no good, right? right yeah. And so, um, just eating right and staying focused. Definitely researching on how to make sure I um, stay out of a depression because that can happen, right? Yeah, easily. Um, there were days where I just didn't want to get out of bed. It was just like, ugh. Right. I don't want to do this anymore, but. Literally, it's been meditating, making sure I make time for myself, working out, eating right. I'm not a big pill fan. Yes, I work for the healthcare companies, but I'm not a pill fan. I get it. So I have to eat right. I have to work out. So I, I bring my, my dopamine up naturally. Right. Um, and then just definitely spend the time with my girls. You know, I get a kick out of telling the truth about everything. And they're like, what? Oh, my God. So I definitely feed off of them and feed into them, you know? Right. But... I had to find solace in in what mattered. I want so one of the things that's very interesting to me when you talk about you know meditation and writing to yourself. So the one thing, one thing I've always struggled with mm-hmm. is um, is being able to maintain a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. So. I run into problems when I have a tendency to start intellectualizing God, (laughs) Um, you know, and I'm smart enough to know the number of translations that have happened to get to, let's say, just one version, the St. James Bible or the NIV Bible in English. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't written in English to start with, Uh -uh. you know, so all the different transformations. So I can start to intellectualize everything. And Mm -hmm. when left to my own devices, where my mind goes is, this is bullshit, (laughs) okay? Now, what finally worked for me Mm -hmm. was a process called two-way prayer. Hmm. And so anybody who's interested out there, twowayprayer.org. Twowayprayer.org, okay. Okay, so there were, at the turn of the century, there were what were known as the Oxford groups. Okay? okay. And the person who created the Oxford groups, it basically stemmed out of 
uh, organized religion, but it was attempts for people to get sober. Okay. okay. And so one of the things that began to be utilized was an, uh, was what was called two-way prayer. And in that process, it's, it's, it's a writing exercise. Okay. okay. So you get, so I have a problem with meditation because I have squirrel moment after squirrel <laughs> moment after squirrel moment. And I, I'm not good at being still or quiet. Right. Um, and so this has a, has a tendency to quiet me. And so you start out by reading something spiritual that gets you in the right state of mind, okay. being in a special place. You do this in the same place every day, unless of course you're on vacation or whatever. And you're writing, asking God for direction on something. So okay. it might be something about if I've got an issue with uh, a parent or mm -hmm. if I've got an issue in work with mm -hmm. an employee or how do I do this for a client or something like that where there is a challenge to me and it is weighing on me. Okay. And it's writing this down and then getting quiet and waiting for the inspiration to start writing again. And then I just write until okay. whatever I am hearing mm -hmm. um, ends. Okay. Okay. And so I learned about this through a um through a seminar that was that was put on about six years ago that i went to and it's led by a guy who's an episcopalian priest um who uh who's been sober for 40 years wow. and he got into it because at 20 years of sobriety he was like i'm about to start drinking again because i cannot maintain a spiritual connection even being a priest huh right and so this was shared with me. I went to this seminar and since then my spiritual life has been different. Okay. So, um, but that was a way for me to pray and meditate at the same time without having squirrel moments huh. as much. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to say they <laughs> completely disappeared because that might ask, be asking a bit much, right? but it has, it has uh, made it a whole lot better and it's allowed me to maintain that connection. connection. So okay. even though it felt incredibly weird, stupid, like total bullshit when I began it. Uh -huh. So when he was doing, he was doing this seminar and he's like, you just write down whatever comes to your mind, no matter how ridiculous. Okay. And so we get done at the end and he's like, so what came to you? And I of course raised my hand. I'm like, the first <laughs> thing is what comes to my mind is this is bullshit. And he said, that's good. That's right. good. Because you know, the ego is loud and powerful when it is dying. Mm -hmm. And so it's that struggle. So anyway, anytime I hear somebody talking about that they meditate for any period of time right. and it's not doing anything beyond just being able to meditate uh -huh. and they can do that, I am amazed because I am a novice. I cannot, I, I, I just don't seem to be able to you get know there. What? I had so much going on inside of me right. that I was just trying to determine what emotion I was feeling. Yeah. So to just lay there and go, what am I feeling? And that's, that was literally what was going through my mind for those hours. What am I feeling? What am I feeling? What am I feeling? Right. Do I feel mad? No, I'm not mad. Am I happy? Am I? I was literally going through emotions in those hours that I would meditate like that. Right. And I was numb for years. Right. So two, three hours is a long time to meditate tend to fall asleep sometimes. You get a little comfortable on a hardwood floor. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, now if you ask me to meditate that long, mm -hmm. 
I can't do it. Right. Which sounds really crazy because I'm like, oh, I got to go do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I start doing this checklist in my head and I have right. to literally bring myself back present and just focus in on my breathing again. So I'm glad you mentioned being present because mm -hmm. I think that is something that, you know what, I'm not going to speak uh, about anybody else. For me, that uh -huh. is very difficult. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's like you can you can start tripping about things that have happened in the past mm -hmm. and you start having that conversation. Oh, God, and he or she said this and then mm -hmm. I should have said, but I actually said, mm -hmm. and, you know, and so I'm thinking about all this bullshit in the past <laughs> or then I'm thinking about something else that's going to, you know, that might happen in, in the future. Yeah. You don't know what the hell's going to happen in the future, no. you know, and the only time the absolute worst thing that has ever happened to me has only happened between my ears. You know, <laughs> it has never actually happened. You I, know? I go through that. I think that happens, though, when you do have a lifestyle where you're doing so much, mm -hmm. you're trying to predict the next move and the outcome of that move to make sure it's the right thing. Right. And so I do do that. Right. Um, and I have to remind myself, dude, just remove all expectations. And that's the one thing that I have literally worked diligently on. This has been my thing for like the past six months. Just remove expectations from people's, from outcome. Just remove it. If the goal is to make a million dollars, that's the only, I'm going to make a million dollars. That's the only thing I know. I don't know how I'm going to get there. Right. But, I'm going to make that million dollars, right? Right. So I just remove all expectations now, and I stay present in what it is and that I'm working on at that moment. It's hard, though. Very hard. I'm glad you said that because, for me, it can get challenging. The, mm -hmm. the interesting thing, though, for me, is the amount of relief that it brings. When you can really be present in the moment and mm -hmm. just enjoy what's going on right then. So like, hmm. I'm enjoying being able to talk to my friend in this scenario too. Right now. Uh, yeah. I'm not thinking about, holy shit, I got to be in court tomorrow and I got to do this <laughs> and I got to do that and I got to do the other, Right. you know, because then I'm starting to freak out and future trip about something that ha hasn't transpired. It will all be fine. Mm -hmm. Do what you know to do right here and right now yeah. and enjoy that moment. Absolutely. I think I'm probably most present. Um, this is going to sound crazy. I love going down to Miami and I get on the yacht and I literally just lay there and sail on the water. That's it. I will spend four hours to sail on the water and just lay there. So I understand that because I've been uh, I've been scuba diving since I was 17. So let's just say that's been a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so it's the that is the the time that I am at the most peace is when I am underwater and you've got, you know, rhythmic breathing. Yeah. You know, it sounds a little bit like Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting but, there breathing. But, you know, yeah. enjoying the beauty that's underwater mm -hmm. that so few have really uh, yeah. got to experience. And absolutely. Uh, you know, so that's when I am totally at peace. So I understand what I you're talking about. I love the water. Yeah. Like, love the water. Um, um, that is it for me. Yeah. So, but when I'm here in the hustle and bustle, yeah. oh, I have to fight for that, which is why I get up so early in the morning. It is dead quiet, mm -hmm. dead quiet. I hear birds, you know, birds starting to chirp. It's still dark outside. It's just peaceful. Right. And my children aren't up yet. They're not right. knocking at the door yet. So that is the best time to do it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let me go. I'm going to go back around to talking a little bit about a spiritual connection okay. on there because, you know, we were having this conversation be, before mm -hmm. and I heard you make the, the comment that, you know, God takes care of the widows. Yes. 
So I'm going to gather that this spiritual connection is not just secular in nature, but it uh -oh. also is very spiritual or religious, depending on what, you know, how people view it. Would that right. Be... So I am spiritual. I am not religious. Right. I am not the person who gets up every morning. I'm not going to Bible thump you either. Right. I'm not going to do any of that. But I do have morals. I do have integrity. And I do have a I believe in a spiritual alignment. Yeah. Like I see you have what tiger's eye on your wrist. I do. I have a ton of bracelets at home mm -hmm. tigers i amethyst all that's so why i say it's a spiritual connection for that reason yep. um, i've done my research behind every last one of those stones i i have to believe in something yes i have to believe in something right and if you don't believe in anything else for me i can believe in god yes and and my dad's a pastor Right. That's the funny part. So my dad's a pastor. And he's like, you need to go to church on Sundays. Right. From my bed. It, it's on. It's online. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's like, no, you need to get up and go. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't like people. I like God. I don't like people. So I get it. <laughs> so I do that. But I found so much solace in that, especially after Archie dying. Yeah. Um, he used to tell me all the time, babe, just show love. Just show love. God will. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. And so that's what I've done. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I, I, I do read my Bible. I can refer back to it. But it's also like, okay, great. Now, how does this translate to my life now? Right. How right. do I apply this now? So, yeah, I believe that God does take care of the widows. You can't wrong people and think it's not going to come back. So whether you right. call it God is going to get you, karma, whatever your spiritual belief is, right. it's going to happen. So I do have a spiritual connection. I definitely make it a point to spend that time. Yeah. And and biblically it states that God is in each and every one of us. So who better to spend time with than yourself? Well, and I, yeah, I completely agree. It's, yeah. you know, um, one of the things that uh, always impressed me about my ex-wife was she always had this childlike belief in God. It was something that she never had to question. Hmm. It was just always there. It was stable. Um, and I was amazed because that was not, uh, that was not my story, you know? And mm -hmm. so today, um, you know, my understanding of God is different. It's really mm -hmm. a God of my understanding and mm -hmm. what works for me. The difference is that I don't have any desire to try to shove my understanding mm -mm. or my belief system down your throat. Nope. Um, nor do I, you know, for others who want to try to do that, that are like, okay, well, my religion says that if you don't believe this, then it's like, okay, well, if that works for you, that's great. That's different than my belief set. But, you know, I don't, I don't really care. One I way take a little bit from each religion, right? Mm -hmm. Because the principles are all the same, yep. right? Treat people the way you want to be treated. Do unto others as you want done unto you. So I feel like if you just follow those things, you should do pretty well in life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and and definitely, if you're pointing the finger at somebody, you might need to look at yourself. Right. Take the time to self-reflect. Please do. Yeah. Please. So that's kind of where I'm at in life. I don't. I have a spiritual connection, but I don't claim one religion over the other. Um, my dad would probably lose his head if he heard me say that. But you know, I I just don't. I just don't. I know that for me, God is real, and that's just what it is. Right. I get it. You know, that's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. My, my dad, uh, passed away the day after Christmas in 2000, but there's still things that I, that I remember. So he was a, uh, 
he was a CPA and had been a chief financial officer for a lot uh-huh. of different companies. And so I was first in the family that was going to be a lawyer, which right. of course he thought was absolutely the most horrific thing ever. Really? Well, because his experience was with corporate lawyers. Mm. Right? And corporate lawyers, he's like, you know, they want to screw up a perfectly good idea with, you know, the <laughs> butt fours and their thous and, <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff, which I understand. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, but I, I remember when I was in college and I would come back and so I would be going to church with the family and it, it was always, you know, collection pl- plates going around and I'd re- <laughs> dad would always, you know, don't forget to buy, de- buy God a beer, you know? And so I'm pulling out a, what was $3 at that time, mm-hmm. you know, which is vastly different now going out somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, he was another one that had, you know, uh, was steeped in the tradition of the Episcopalian church mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, almost became a priest. And, uh, so very interesting to, you know, that is a place that the apple didn't even fall in the same state <laughs> as the tree. Um, but it's interesting how things come full circle, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I am much more connected now spiritually than I ever was previously growing up yeah. you know and i've got tons of friends who are in church every sunday and 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 i think that's great if that's what works for you it just doesn't i'm not built not like idea. that um yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not built like that um i i believe that you do have to have something fed into you right, right. it has to be the right message fed into you. you have to connect with that message right so i might go on youtube and look for a sermon from a, a different church or a different pastor or something of the sort right sometimes it can be a completely different religion just Absolutely. because just because i i feel like you can learn something from each religion right right um like for me personally yeah i understand the whole concept of christianity but i love Again, that foundation of, of do unto others as you wouldn't done to you. But I love the discipline of the Muslims. They are that I I've never seen a discipline. So so to get out in the middle of a street during prayer hour and put your carpet down and pray exactly where you're at. That's right. a level of discipline that I think we all can use at times to make sure that we get to where we need to get to. Right. You know, um, just and then other religions where they don't eat any meat, they their body is holy, the temple. Mm-hmm. That's something else that you could take from. So I am definitely a spiritual person. Please don't talk to me about religion and don't browbeat me with your religion either yeah. because you're going to be sadly and disappointed when I tell you, if you don't get out of my face, you're going to see this whole, you're going <laughs> to see a whole other religion come about here. <laughs> so I totally get it. So, so, yeah. so what is next for oh. you on the horizon? So, um, apparently I'm going to Austin this weekend for South by Southwest. I got roped into something there. Um, I'm helping my cousin with her gym. I got her a grant writer. We're supposed to meet next week to help her get that up and going. And the doors open by the beginning of the year. Um, for myself, I, I don't know. I want to buy more property. I've been looking at, um, multi-units. So I definitely uh-huh. want to buy more property. Yep. Um, my dad is out in Arizona. He's very, very adamant about wanting to open up something out there. He was talking mm-hmm. about like a little lounge area in the Coolidge, Arizona area. Mm-hmm. Um, the law firm that he works for, um, the lady there does all the liquor licensing. And he's talking to me about it. And I was like, you want a restaurant? And he was just like, no, a lounge. A restaurant is what you're... That, do you know that's minimum 100000 He's like, well, we can... You want a restaurant? <laughs> 
don't know about a restaurant. Right. I don't know about that. That's that's a little risky. So just definitely more property, though. Um, I set up my trust. So we closed on our house this week and, and every and everything after that, just acquiring a bunch of assets so that my children don't start where I started. Um, teaching them e-commerce. They know the difference between an asset and a liability now. They can tell you what that is. Um, they all know what they want to sell from an e-commerce perspective. So I told them, you're going to pay your own way through college and it's going to be fun. So that's where I'm at now, just educating them and passing down that information to them at this point so that I can retire at 45. I have about uh, I have less than 10 years, so I can retire at 45 and just be very comfortable and my assets work for me. There you go. And spend more time on the water. You know, I love that. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, because uh, we, we were talking about that. What does retiring, you know, look like? And I have a hard time seeing myself ever completely walk away. I don't know that it would work for me. I don't think you will ever just walk away. I think you'll always want to have that pen and pad somewhere to care about that last case that went on in the courtroom. Right. For me as well, I don't know if I'll ever just be able to just sit around and not do anything at all. Of course. Yeah. But to have the luxury to move about the way that I want to and not be like ball and chain to a desk or a computer or my phone. Like, yeah, I want that. It's well, coming. <laughs> I, uh, you know, if anybody deserves it, you know, you do. Oh, and, I appreciate that. And I remember where you were just a few years back on uh, some real estate and to see what's going on with you today. Yeah. Damn. You know. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you should be. So, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about you going to South by Southwest. I can't believe with. You know, as much time as I spend in Austin, and that's not one thing that, that I've done. That was such a random phone call I got two nights ago. I was like, hey, we're coming there. We're going to South by Southwest. And can you connect us with somebody in Dallas? And I was like, yeah, I'll connect you with somebody in Dallas. So I do that. Right. And I'm just like, he's, I said, I'm going to connect you guys. And then you guys can talk, and I don't need to be involved. He's like, like hell, you right in the middle of this shit. Let's go. You're going to South by Southwest. Why are you paying? You're driving too? Okay, yeah, let's go. We'll do it. I'll, I'll go then. Go. I'll go. So. Great. Carmen, it is uh, Carmen. Karma. Yeah. It is, uh, maybe Carmen will be there too. Who knows? Hey, who's, uh, <laughs> who knows? So, uh, but I mean, that's just kind of the thing that I'm talking about. You know, you put out good energy. Yeah. You get things that are back. You Random. help, you know, you allow yourself to be selfless at times. Yeah. And the payback is phenomenal. It so, is. It is. Know. It is. It's been a blessing. You know, <laughs> God has been a blessing. I, I, there were so many times when I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm just, I just want to pull the covers over my head and, and just lay in bed for six days. And my little people are like, yeah, uh, mommy, we're hungry. Right. Like, Damn. All right. Let me try again later when you're not here. But I'm glad I kept going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just keep going and keep pushing. And you stay focused. You, you you need an alignment. Like you just see no more purple squirrels. You need like that little folder on either the blinders like the horses have. I do. And just just stay focused. I do. That's the uh yeah. so that's why there are so many other lawyers and paralegals <laughs> and staff around here today because it's it's like herding cats keeping me going in the right direction. Yeah, you need you need horse blinders, man. Just keep you going. But I'm I'm guilty of it too, so I get it. Yeah. I get it. I do. Well, thank you for joining me Absolutely. here today. Really appreciate it. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Reclamation Transformation with my good friend, DeAndrea Robinson. So remember, the change begins with you. So remember to leave your mark.